Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Sprafcast with me, Mark Allen, and yeoman of the Spraff, Eli Silverman. Hello, Eli. Hear ye, hear ye, all that Spraff, come, and Spraff shall be had. Don't milk it. That's what a yeoman does. Just say hello. Hello, Mark. Right, how are you? I'm not too bad. Yeah, it's yeah. quite nice out there, isn't it? It's beautiful. It's lovely. It's lovely. Summer has sprung. Yeah. You're sat there in your vest. You can't see this, uh, but Eli has a, a singlet. I think it's a singlet. What colour would you call that? It looks kind of... It's mauve. Yeah, I thought so. I didn't want to say it, but Eli's wearing a mauve singlet, which is, if you don't mind me saying, horrendous. <laughs> well, you know. You know, you tried, you tried to look out. Didn't work. We can move on. Okay, well, let's do that. Okay, we'll move on. Um, <laughs> I've got some news for you. Oh. I am officially the Mayor of Garrett. Hear ye! No, hear no, that's ye. my job. Hear ye! Hear ye! Shush. I'm the Mayor of Garrett. Well done. You, you remember the last Spraff? We were talking about me um, uh, applying, campaigning to be the Mayor of Garrett for the Garrett elections. Yes. Um, for those of you who didn't listen to the last Spravcast, the Mayor of Garrett is is a made-up title for a place that no longer exists. The, the place was described as an inconsequential dirt village between Tooting and Wandsworth. Um, and I am now Mayor of that, that dirt village um, by dint of, of an election. How do they do it? Is it one person, one vote? Well, it's the, the, the actual um, title has, hasn't been held by anybody in nearly 200 years. And they resurrected it. To celebrate the 250th anniversary of the pub that it was held in. And um, I don't think they were expecting it, to be honest. They were, the people in the pub were watching rugby and cricket and getting drunk. And all of a sudden, six people turned up with a very loud microphone and just started shouting at them about why they should vote for, for mayor of something that doesn't actually exist. Well, did, it, did they get into the spirit eventually? The first three were booed off stage. Oh. It was horrible, man. It was, You know those gigs that you do? It's just like... I'm dreading going on. Yeah. As long as I don't get booed off before I get to the microphone, I will have succeeded. You know, that will be a little moral victory. And um, so, yeah, I went on stage, did my speech. They actually listened because I kind of talked to them beforehand. So they were like, well, we got to hear what he's got to say. And it went well. Went very well. Good. And uh, the guys after me, uh, Double Act, they got voted through to the final. So it's, it was between us What were their two. policies? They were Argentinian corrupt dictators. And they got voted through. They had a cheer off. It's impossible to tell. And then the most British way of finding a winner, I think, that you could possibly think of, which was suggested by the crowd. They suggested that it was decided by a drink-off. And we had to stand on stage in front of, I'd say, about 250 people. And down a pint to see who got to be the mayor of Garrett. So I down the pint way quicker, basically, and uh, I was victorious. And it was I had a weird, weird experience because you have to choose a name of who you're going to stand for. You can't just stand like as Mark Allen. So I thought, in homage to the Spraff cast, I would campaign as Lord Randolph Spraff. And I had this amazing moment where I stood on stage in front of 250 people, and a large proportion of them were chanting the word Spraff repeatedly. Oh, it, was, it was glorious, man! I was magic. welling up. So what, what's your first? Uh, what's your first action? My first action is to uh, put in my expenses claim. Charge them for the bus? No, I, I'll say I've got a chopper. Come on, man! What do we, have we learned? Nothing from the MP's expenses scandal. Apart from that, it has no powers at all. No, no kudos. No, no nothing. It's no just, nothing. But I like the kind of historical eccentricity of that. Back in the day, the people couldn't vote in the general they elections. They couldn't vote full stop. That's no. what we're trying to say. No, they couldn't vote for nothing. You know, their voting options were very limited, probably to sort of what root vegetables they would have for dinner. 
Turnip or potato? No, turnips were imported no. relatively recently. How recently? Last year. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Oh, well, they've know. really taken off then, haven't they? they have, you yeah. know, they, they are everywhere. Could I just say, what? Swede and turnips, yes. to a lesser degree, are just odious. They are slight... There's an egginess to them, isn't there? Yeah, they are just the worst vegetable, aren't they? No, they're not the worst vegetable. What's the worst? Jerusalem artichokes are pretty bad. If you oh, ever no. tasted no. them, they taste like dirt. And... They have a very unfortunate habit of creating a hell of a lot of gas within. Right. Yeah, really. It's, they they are, taste bad at both yeah, ends. Yeah, it's a stink root in your gut, just generating odours. Yeah, you seriously, try the juice like artichoke and then come back to me about the turnips, man. Okay. Has some anonymous stranger got right up your nose lately? Why not let them know? With lonely hates. This lonely hate is a unique in that... It was experienced by both me and Eli simultaneously for a prolonged period of time. It was it was outrageous, wasn't it? It was yeah. It was quite hellish. So, um, should we do the lonely hate and then discuss it? I think we should do that first. Okay. So, um, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. You, Dan, on the train to London from Brighton, the last train, the train full of pissed up assholes. Including yourself. Uh, you were wearing a blue and white stripy shirt, and more significantly, you were wearing shades at midnight. Sunglasses at midnight. The sun had long ceased to be relevant at this point, and you were just parading around the carriage like you owned the calf. And then, just as you were trying to chat up some prepubescent slag hags, you then decided that the real clincher, the best thing not only to get the girls on side, but to get the entire carriage on side, would be to play some tunes on your phone so everybody could hear. Everybody could be the party carriage, couldn't they, Dan, eh? Yeah? And then what did you do? What tunage could unite everybody in this glorious moment? Fucking Ibiza Club Classics, you absolute twat! You fancy a, a drink sometime? Call me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan. Dan was. Uh, oh, he was the a, most irritating. He was a dickwad. Um, because the, the point was, we, we knew it was the last train out, train out of Brighton, and you could sense something brewing. Like when you're waiting for the train, and, and, and like hen nights and stag parties and assholes just queuing, yeah. waiting. And as soon as we could get on that train, it was like get right to the end, get right to the end of the train, so that the people that are late Who are? don't all just rush onto this carriage. So we went down, we went further down, we got out, we went further down. We were really covering all our bases, trying to avoid exactly what happened. I think At the last it. minute, about a minute to go, Dan. You can hear the rumbling in the background, this gaggle of cackling and pissed up clomping of stilettos. Um, and, and then they just kind of surged onto the carriage and the noise then, it was just horrendous. It Cacophony. Like, yeah, just like shrieking witches. Uh, and and Dan kind of ringleading the lot of them. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I shouldn't even know his name. Why do I know his name? Because he's a twat. Because he announced it to the whole character, and he was like holding court. And people are just kind of like, you know, it's late, and I've had a long day. We weren't even pissed. We'd done a gig, and we'd had a couple of beers, but it yeah. wasn't like you know, we were nowhere near that piss. And um, the aforementioned sunglasses at uh, midnight on the tube carriage, unacceptable. I'm sorry, anyone who does that. Just get over yourself. Yeah. What do you think you are? I don't think he's Jake Elwood or something. So, um, 
that was it, abuse number one. Abuse number two was the music. I'm sorry, but I don't care who you are. You know what tune what, it was? If, what was it? It was that one that goes... Yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, God. It's like an Ikea ad. It sucks. It was the sound of my nightmares. Yes. I don't get why people don't understand that that is socially unacceptable. I also don't get why you never hear good music played loud. Have you noticed that? I've never heard someone on public transport play The Stones. You know, it's like, that'd be ace, wouldn't it? Well, no, it'd still be annoying. But that's probably what they're thinking. They're probably thinking, yeah, I've never heard good music. Well, this... Tunage, he called it as yeah, well. Yeah, tunage. So there was the uh, sunglasses. All right, ladies. It was like, all right, ladies, yeah. let's have some tunage. And then, yeah, we want some tunage. The lies that he was coming up with to try and amuse and regale the hags, um, they, they were just appalling. They were cringeworthy. Um, he had this catchphrase he kept repeating, right? This catchphrase he kept going on about was, uh, enjoy your life, forget the wife. Enjoy your life. Forget the wife. It's a chippy little phrase, isn't it? It's a chippy little phrase. Enjoy your life. Forget the wife. Yeah? He didn't have a wife. He obviously didn't. He didn't have a, or a life, actually. Now we come to think of it. He was just like, yeah, just parroting it. It's like he's heard someone say it and thought, that is a winner. That's a top geezer that, comment. That yeah, is. yeah. You know, maybe they didn't hear it the first or, or twelfth time. Um, so he kept going on about that. The thing that really annoyed me was when we got to Gatwick. And he then just tried rabble-rousing again and went, Hey, everybody, why don't we get off of Gatwick and all go to Amsterdam, yeah? We'll just get fucked, yeah? I'll pay for it. It's fine. I've got a credit card. It's okay. And he went, Oh, no, no. Oh, we don't have our passports, do we? Oh, oh, oh damn. As if he hadn't thought of that already. The twat. I know I've used the word twat repeatedly, but... Twanuk. Yeah? Twazy? Squaz hound? Yeah? Anyway, he was a numbnut. Really? He kept going on about his penthouse as well. Yeah, he? and that was the other thing. He kept telling him, oh yeah, I'll come back to my penthouse. Yeah, I live in North London. Yeah, uh, in my penthouse. Penthouse. Yeah, my penthouse in North London. Why does everybody come back? Um, and then what happened is that the girls in the gaggle... Get a life. Yeah. Forget the wife. Yeah, no. <sighs> um, and the girls in the gaggle will get off one by one at various outlying stations outside Brighton. And eventually, as soon as all of the estrogen left the carriage, he was just nothing. He was like a yeah. shell of a man. He was deflated. He had nothing. You know, he just kind of sat there yeah. with his mate, just kind of going, well, this is it. And, I, and then, that's when we kind of heard them talking. That's when the truth came out. They talked to us, didn't he didn't. They? He didn't live in North London. He lived five minutes outside Watford. Not even Watford, right? No. Five minutes outside Watford. With his mum. So anyway, yeah, this guy then got off at London Bridge. As we got through the gates of London Bridge, the very last thing I heard as he kind of drifted in one direction and, and I drifted in another was just his piercing, shrill sound of, enjoy your life, forget the wife. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Um, but there was one kind of plus point of that entire debacle. It's one glorious moment where he was trying to chat up one of these girls and he gave the girl his phone number. But he said it really loudly so everyone in the carriage could hear. And as soon as he started saying it, I put the numbers in my phone and I stored it under the name Dickhead. And I still have that number now. Oh. And I just think we should call him. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we can do that. So I'm going to need to put this on speakerphone. This is genuinely a live call. <coughs> it might not even be the right number. He might have done that thing where you give people the wrong number, but 
He wanted. Yeah, he did want attention, didn't he? Yeah. Um. So, okay, what's I know I'm I'm not going to say the number out loud because this might start some kind of hate campaign and, and that might be a bad thing. Um, <laughs> this hate campaign is restricted to just me and Eli because we met the tool. Right, that's his number. Now I'm going to call it Eli. Okay. Let's hope this works. I don't know. It is ringing. Brilliant. Brilliant. Go to it's phone. an actual call, though, isn't it? Hello? Hi, Dan. Hello? Hi, is that Dan? Yeah. Hi, Dan. It's John. Who's John? John, have you got your shades on? No. Oh, well, it's dark. Don't you think you should be getting them on soon? Sorry? What about tunage? I need some tunage. Have you... I need tunage. Enjoy your life. Forget your wife. So what, what's it like outside Watford up there? You near Watford? Dan? Dan, speak to me, mate. It's John, I told you, it's John. I met you on a train. You, you, where are you? In Watford, in the penthouse. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your life. Forget the wife. Dan? Is that your mum, Dan? No, it's a friend. Oh, right, cool. John who? Who's landing on the train? John who? Well, we, 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 uh, it's John. I was on the train and you had your shades on and you were playing some tunage. Anyway, just to say hello. Hello. And uh, enjoy your life. Forget the wife. Enjoy. All right, see you, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, that was him. He took, yeah, it was definitely him, man. Um, is that your mum? <laughs> he seemed a bit nonplussed by that. Well, he? you would, you would be, be. Yeah, but you I would thought be. he took it quite well. Yeah, he seemed. I, I might be reevaluating my opinion of him. He calmed down. Hasn't I he? might, I might call him up for an actual chat later on. He sounds all right. He sounded okay. Yeah, he didn't bite with any of the uh, anything though, did he? No. Well, there he was. There he is. So that he does exist. We, we didn't just make him up. Um, he's now going to be very baffled. I doubt that it's going to affect his life in any no. way. I don't think. But there we go, you know? Yeah. He he doesn't even know that he's just been dissed by someone wearing a mauve singlet. Exactly. <laughs> That's the lowest it gets, though. It's pimping. Ribbed. A ribbed singlet as well. I'm, I'm pimping the ribbed mauve singlet. So there we go. Maybe you'll listen to this Sprathcast. You never know. Cast. We um, we opened up an invitation to one of the people on the Facebook group. Do you remember this, Eli? I do, yes. Jeanette Butterfield. Uh, that is officially her name. Uh, now, we had, last month, 12 members of the Facebook group. Um, I knew 11 people uh, who were fans, and I didn't know Jeanette Butterfield. And she so was the ghost so, in the machine. She was. So much so... <laughs> I called her by the wrong name all what throughout did, the last Sprathcast. What did you call her? I called her Jeanette Butterworth. You know, close enough, to be honest, but I'm hoping Jeanette wasn't offended by that. The good news is, she got back to us. You she, know, we set her a mission. We set her a little challenge to uh, to email in um, with the words, I am Judas. Did she do that? She did that with the words, I am Judas. Which So she did what we said. She succeeded. In a way, it makes us look bad. 
Because we doubted her, Eli. We doubted that she listened to this breathcast. But we called her Judas. We, we, we didn't trust her. We I feel her. bad about that. We were, we were doubting Thomas's. And um, for that, Jeanette, we're sorry. I guess, in a way, if we're doubting you and you've proved yourself, you might actually be the Jesus of this whole... She's the sa- saviour. You're, you're our saviour. Who, who, by the way, sorry to uh, go back here, but um, who was doubting Thomas? I thought that was a kid's book. No, that's Curious George. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was very different. The, the, doubting Thomas was in the Bible. You were aware of that, weren't you? No. Yeah, Doubting Thomas was at this kind of big PR event by Jesus. Loads yeah. of people turn up. Jesus, you know, probably saw in a woman in half or, you know, yeah. something like that. And uh, and Doubting Thomas went, no, I don't believe that. Right. It's like when, you know, when you see David Copperfield fly over the Grand Canyon, he's like, yeah, yeah. Don't I don't care how many people say that that's real. Where that's clearly, clearly not. Smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Um, and Doubting Thomas was there and they all rounded on him. Just went, you're you're doubting Lord Jesus. And, you know, in hindsight, I think he was wise to be sceptical. Yes. You know, I, I don't know why why it was a bad thing that he raised doubts. Yeah, you need to. You need to question everything. It's not fair that they called him Doubting Thomas because of that, man. You need to question stuff, to yeah. learn stuff, you know. There were many more facets to his character that they could have probably accentuated. Yeah. You know, loving Thomas. Yeah. Good father Thomas. Yeah. Burping Thomas. Excellent bulls player Thomas. Yeah. But d- just that one little session of doubt and and he's vilified now. And we're talking about him now. Perhaps we- they should rename him in a, in a less judgmental way. They should call him healthily sceptical Thomas. Yes. Absolutely. We should start a campaign. <laughs> I don't know, just go through the Bibles. Analytically minded, Thomas. I tell you what we should do. Every time we go to a hotel, not together, <laughs> to suggest we go to hotels a lot. If you're in a hotel and there's a Gideon Bible, find every reference of Doubting Thomas and cross it out and put healthily sceptical Thomas. Okay. That'd be nice. I think, I, you know, we, we could should... just destroy the Bible. No, I think we should re-educate rather than okay. sort of denigrate. I think that's that's the way forward. All right. We're going to resurrect his, uh, his good name. <laughs> Oh yeah, that is funky. Why well, that's as funky as a scrap sandwich with a pickle. Look, I was, I was <laughs> Buddhist. When were you Buddhist? In the eighties. You were Buddhist in the eighties, hadn't yes, you? Yes, my parents had a guru. Really? Yes. Who? Dar John. Is he a famous one? Is He's he very famous. Yeah, he changes his name every two years. Why? Don't know. Probably tax reasons. Yeah, that's. Dodgy, no, he's not one of these nasty gurus. Well, he changed his name. How are you supposed to get in touch with him? Well, he, he can hear your thoughts. Oh, really? Oh, how convenient. You know it's the scepticism that I'm pouring forth here. Well, anyway, they had a guru, and I had to have someone from the cult who would guide me in the ways of Darth Rejon. I didn't like it. No. What did they do? They said, here's your little shrine. Here, put, put an orange on the shrine. And he'll like that. And who, who, who likes that? Buddha likes citrus. Is that what they're saying? Darth Rejon. He was an avatar of the Godhead, and also he did kids. He, he did he a kids an book. orange. He did kids books. So really, I, I added his kids version. So he had a day job. No, you'd he, think really if he was a Godhead, an avatar of the Godhead, he'd probably you know he'd get by on spiritual means. He did. He didn't eat much. Well, no, what? he was fat actually. On oranges, it's all those oranges people are giving him, man. A lot of sugar in them. Anyway, so he had this little. Was book. it a chocolate orange? No. Well, how do you could... get fat on fruit? Anyway, I think he's a liar. He's still going. Well, if you're listening, whatever, what's he, I don't know what his name is. He's that was called, a while ago. He's probably... He's called, <gasps> it could be Jeanette. It's not Jeanette. Why? How do you know? Jeanette's a lady. Well, he's changed his name. He might have changed his sex. 
He had this book, right? How to be happy. It was called for kids. How to it be happy. It was like his philosophy, but for. Did for, you read that? Yes. And uh, what's his secrets? Everything's meaningless. Um, How's that supposed to make you happy, man? That's depressing. He's saying, you know what, kids? Nothing means anything. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You nothing know your favourite is... toy? It means nothing. Nothing is real. You know, mum and dad's love for you? It doesn't mean anything. That's how to no, cheer a think, kid up, is it? No, I think he said, love is real. Love oh, right. Is, okay, is, so there's a little yeah. subclauses. Yeah, he said, look at an apple. This guy sounds like a charlatan. Look at an apple. Yes. It's nothing. Give it to me. Is it him after the fruit again? You see, little look, fruit if you're not going to take this seriously, this is my theological But you're not, you're not taking it serious anymore, are you? Yes. Would you recognise him if you bumped into him in the street? Not really, I'm no. intrigued by this. I have never knew that you, you had a guru. Yeah. They were proper hippies for years, my parents. Wowzers. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Last Spraff, I, I, I did uh, my diary from when I was age 10. And I also said that I had another diary from when I was 13. And it, it was interesting to see how much I would change from the ages of 10 to the ages of 13. Because um, you were, forgive me for saying it, an officious sounding little nerd. Yes, when you absolutely. Were 10. Yeah, I was a little gimpleton uh, when, I was, when I was 10. That, that's without question. I was yes. weird sort of pious sounding yeah. oddball. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to see if, if I'd changed at all in those three years. And so I've got, I found the diary. This is the diary from 1991. Wow. Uh, wow, indeed. Um, now, if you look inside the very first page, you know where you have the option to write the name on your diary, just in case you forget whose diary it is under your mattress. Uh, then, yeah, I wrote my name, Master Mark Stanley Allen. Full name, Stanley, yes, that is my middle and name. And yes, the that. Victorian Master... Mark Stanley Allen. Check that out. Wow. That's already official sounding. And, and I was also one of those kids that put way too much information in their address as well. Like I put uh, Hathaway Drive, Whitestone, Nuneaton, Warwickshire, England. And then the full postcode. Wow. That's like, you know, just in case. Just in case you're not sure which master Mark Stanley Allen owns the bed that this was hidden under. It's me. It's me. It's got my uh, Whitestone. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the name of your village? No, Nuneaton was the town that I'm from. But Whitestone, but Whitestone is a little, you know, it's like the Bronx of... Uh, no, it wasn't like the Bronx at all. Like the Milton Keynes like, of... Uh... It, it would be like saying Brixton, London. Okay. You just put London and deal with it. Yeah. You know. Oh, I even put my blood group in there in case of emergency. Yeah. I'm A positive, apparently. I think I probably just made that up. That, I don't that could I be dangerous. What, A positive? Well, if you said you were A positive and then you weren't yeah. and you had some He's kind like, of hemorrhage. like, quick, this guy's hemorrhaging. Where's his diary? Oh, here he is. He's A positive. Pumping full of that. He'll be fine. No, that's no. not the last thing I need. Um, anyway, I'm going to start at the beginning. Okay. Because January the 1st, I started it, right? I've, got, I've called my diary Dylan, which I quite like, actually. I mean, that's pretty, uh, you know. After the cool. songwriter or the rabbit? I wasn't the really magic aware. Roundabout. I, I think probably the magic roundabout rabbit. I don't think I was aware of, uh, of, of Sir Bob Dylan's work. He's what? not a sir. He's in my eyes. All right, sir yes. Randolph. Well, I'm Jesus. the mayor of Garrett. I can bestow knighthoods on whoever. Can I have one? No. So I, I talk about football a hell of a lot in this diary, as every 13-year-old probably does. Um, you'd think maybe I'm starting to get into women a little bit. I'm starting to enjoy the company of ladies, perhaps, yeah. you know, maybe thinking about 
you know, maybe having a bit of alcohol or, yeah. you know, maybe some glue in a field somewhere. You know, stuff like the 13-year-olds do. Um, so, my New Year's resolutions. There are five of them, for a start. Not wow. just one, you know, I wanted to achieve in 1991, you know, or not just one. Um, so, my New Year's resolution. Number one, to keep this diary. Fair enough. Yes. You know, that's okay, that's acceptable, and, you know, I, I have, I'm, as of the 1st of January, tick. Uh, number two... Not to go out with girls. Oh! Yeah, check that out. Blanket ban on women. Wee! What? I don't... I don't know what was wrong with me. It's like I've been burnt or something. Were you disgusted by your own genitals? I have no idea. It doesn't mention boys. You know, maybe I'm not ruled that out. I'm pretty sure I had. But, um... Yeah, not to go out with girls. That was like an actual rule. That's like... Just like, in case I forget... My own little mantra. You're getting even more right down. Not to go out with girls. Number three, not to fight. Wow. This is like, a, I'm like a monk. Yeah. I'm a monk from Whitestone. Oh, number four, to try really hard at school. Wow, you're sounding like someone I don't even want to know. I, I, I don't want to know me and I am me. This is a problem, man. And finally, and this is the cracker, not to use naughty words. <laughs> Oh, I'm 13, man. Oh, I'm, wow. Seriously, Someone I'm from a black place in the Midlands. and I, so, it's, I genuinely like I'm in some kind of Thomas Hardy novel. Or something. I'm like, I think if my parents read this, they would actually be worried. If I had a 13-year-old son and I read his diary and he had this list of, of things to be pious about, I'd be like, Jesus, son, chill out, man. Wow. You know, swear at least. You yeah. can swear. Say a naughty word. Every now and again. Um, I mean, I'm interested to know how this would compare with your 13-year-old selfie, like. When you were 13, uh, I presume you were swearing pretty regularly at this point. Yeah, I was only one year away from losing my virginity, so I was... Uh, so you were... I was on that. You were scoping it out. I was scoping severely, yeah. Yeah? Playing spin the bottle. Nice. Drinking... We would have not liked each other. Oh my God, no. I wouldn't have allowed myself to hang out with yeah. you. Yeah. There's no way. I was swearing like a trooper. How have our paths ever crossed? Oh, who knows? I despair of the fact that I am such a little geek. You're worse than a geek. You're like a little self-emoliating priest. I know. There has to... I'm going to find some dirt here. There's got to be something There's got to be some naughty. Um, there's got to be something, man. There, there has to be a moment when you succumb to temptation and looked at a girl. There's got to be a girl involved. I'm going to try and find a bit, a bit of spice in this because, okay. to be honest, you don't want to know... About the lessons that I went to. Oh and, uh, my god! So uh, I'll, I'll I'll keep you up to date with that. Good. Now we have poetry smackdown. Ooh, 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 ooh. Was this fucking monkey smackdown or something? What was that? Oh, right. Was that sort of a one-man crowd noise? Yeah. On your own, it doesn't sound right. It sounds like a racist chant, doesn't it? If there was a group... Oh, that would sound worse, actually, wouldn't it? Say Poetry Smackdown again. All right. Poetry Smackdown. Yay! Um, this is cracking. We we forgot to set a, um, a topic for Poetry Smackdown last we time. We certainly did. Um, that just completely slipped our mind. We were so, so excited. Um, fortunately, we opened it out to the Facebook group, um, of which there are now 15 fans, by the way. If you want to join our ooh, Facebook group... Shush. Ooh. Um, if you want to join our Facebook group, then feel free. Um, and, you know, it's nice. You'll be part of our community with uh, Jeanette as our leader. 
so join the Facebook group. It's Mark Allen's Spravcast, obviously. And on the Facebook group, we put out a call saying we need suggestions for Poetry Smackdown. And somebody got back to us. Diane got back to us and said that she wanted to hear Poetry Smackdown on pies. Which... That was tough, wasn't it? It has been a difficult one. It's quite broad, you see. Yes. You know, we go usually quite specific, but um, we've gone for the whole genre of pies. I've done some work on it. I've got my poem together. So, uh, <coughs> if you'll allow me, I will uh, I will read the pie poem to you. I'm, I'm going to go first, because okay. uh, you went first last time. I'm looking forward to this. <clears throat> Here it is. The humble pie. A mystery. A question mark. An enigma enshrouded in pastry. Because to look at you, I can only guess the joys you conceal within. I find myself asking, what are you? Beef and onion? Steak and kidney? Even chicken and mushroom will do, just as long as you're mine. I'd do anything for a pie. I would die for a pie. Poke my eye for a pie. I would lie for a pie. Make kids cry for a pie. Eat a fly for a pie. Kiss a guy for a pie. In fact, I'd grab a spade and dig up Princess Die for a pie. I like a pie. Except cottage or shepherds. They're not real pies. Just an aberration. Masquerading as something so much better. Shamelessly sloshing their innards across the plate like a sloppy mash-covered slot bag. I prefer a proper pie. One who coyly conceals their fundaments, saving themselves until the right one comes along. I'm the right one. Pick me. I promise that I won't even sully you with gravy. Because I love you just the way you are, pie. That was excellent, Mark. That was all over the shop, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I find interesting? everything in there. Yeah. Uh, the fact that um, pies, like you said, it's a, it's a wide subject. Yeah. But we have converged have we? on a similar... Similar vein? Yes. Is this pie's... My poem also discusses the definition of pie. Really? Yes. It is an issue that I think needs to be dealt with. Yeah, there needs to be a, a clear definition of pies. But look, I'll... Um, <clears throat> All right. I'll do uh, my... Give us what you got. I prophesize the demise of pies. The integrity of pies has been seriously compromised. Oh, wise, oh, wise, Elias, you cries. Of what does your prediction comprise? Quit whining, and I will tell you, you horde of sycophantic mingers. The definition of what constitutes a pie has been degradized. By our cousins, what flies over the Atlantic in the skies? The Americans. Their so-called pecan, or banoffee, is nothing more than a sweet flan. Lemon pie is a tart. Nothing more, nothing less. Pizza pie, my ass. A pie must be enclosed in pastry which would include a McDonald's apple pie. But everyone knows that's just a big deep-fried Pop-Tart. An overweight, greasy Pop-Tart. And a bee sack of molten sugar! Thank you. <laughs> I like that. Nice. That's good. Yeah, I've been thinking about that for a few days. My one concern about Poetry Smackdown 
Yes. Is that it doesn't live up to the Smackdown tag. Have you noticed this? We're both very polite about each other's poems. I, I genuinely like your poetry. But, you know, I, there should certainly be some trash talk involved. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Next we'll, time we do a SmackDown, we'll yeah. make it like a proper SmackDown. Okay. We'll, you know, be like, nasty yeah, about yeah, each yeah, other's poems. Bring, you, bring your yeah. lyrics. Yeah. In. Bring the rhymes. Your lyrics, bring the syntax. Your lyrics in even yeah. joined up. Your Go words away. is weak. And so is your vest. Don't bring the vest in again. <laughs> right. You bring the vest to the table. Your vest is getting dissed in it. All right. So yeah, we'll do well, some trash talking. So what, but we... look, now that we're on it, so we don't forget again. Your vest. Oh, that's brilliant. What? We're going to do a, that poem, is brilliant. a yeah. poem about your vest. Eli's Mauve Vest is the next uh, Poetry Smackdown Good. topic. Uh, I think we should probably take a photo of it and put it on the Facebook group as well. Just, okay. Just so we know exactly what we're talking about. Okay. Yeah, all right, excellent. I'm nice. looking forward Illustrations. to... Illustrations. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the next broadcast already. This one's not even over. Oh. Brilliant. Spraff mail now. Uh, we still only got one person sending in stuff to uh, spraffcast at googlemail.com. Um, what we got? Pat filter. So, yes, Adam, who is now our appointed Pat filter, he will filter out Pat from more Pat. He will choice nuggets of absolute shit and uh, send it to us. So, well, what we have here, uh, first of all, this one here. A man who says a restless leg syndrome drug turned him into a porn addict is suing the makers in Fresno, California. Restless You've got to have some guts to do that, man, haven't you? You know, to go, are the pills working? No, but I am wanking a lot. So he had restless leg, right? Which yeah, is when you can't... Yeah, leg. Which, for a start off, just deal with it, man. You don't need a... What? No, we I need think drugs I... for it now. No, I think it, it's quite bad. Why? You get I it... do that all the time. I no. jiggle my leg all the time. I don't know. that, though. I know. It's annoying as hell. But it doesn't mean... Like, it's annoying, yeah. But it doesn't... Like, I, can't, I can carry on with my life. Is what I'm saying. I don't I can think go that's... throughout my business without it affecting anyone. Yes, I know, but Mark, I don't think that's what restless leg syndrome actually well, what is it? constitutes. What is it? I think it's when you're going to sleep and it goes woo, and it wakes you up. What you just like, <laughs> like it turns into a ghost? No, <laughs> you haunted by your leg. I, I was trying to do uh, surely uh, that spectral leg syndrome. I was doing an audio representation of the leg. So right. you're trying to go to sleep and your leg spasms, spasms and you can't go to sleep. Gather tape them together and get on with your life, man. It's a treatable oh, ailment. Okay, well, obviously not. So his leg obviously was going. His leg because was going. the option is either your leg is going or your hand and cock are going. Yeah. Well, I think basically he's got a case because the drugs, you know, they managed to stop the leg, but it's moved. The symptoms to his, moved. Hand, to his hand and his hand can't start joshing himself off now. <laughs> I just think to, to even say that, I, I reckon what's happened is that his wife's caught him. His wife has caught him pleasuring himself and... It's his drugs for the rest yeah. of his leg. I I'm an addict. Oh, I'm going to complain. And she's like, yes, well, I'm going to come with you. And then he has to yeah, follow it through. Yeah, he has and to he's keep sat the there with the doctor, probably sitting there going, yeah, I've, uh, I've become addicted. He's winking at the doctor. Yeah. I've become addicted to porn as a result of that drug he gave me, yeah? And the doctor's like, oh, right, tapping his nose. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that, it'll do that. Yeah. And now it's in the news. All because one guy got caught by his wife, joshing himself off. Glazing the pages. Stop. <laughs> cheapening this. All right, I'm... And our brethren, this is Cars coming at you straight from the front, maybe a bit from the side as well, innit? So that's it for episode seven of Spravcast now. We're, um, the next Spravcast is not going to be until September, September now. There is a very good reason for this. Uh, the reason is 
that in July, in, in not very much time now, I'm getting married. Uh, I am marrying Tamsin. Do, 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 do. <laughs> that should be our first dance, shouldn't it? You should get Dan along to the wedding. You could put tunage. Yeah. Get him to DJ. Why not? Why not? No problem. But not only have I got the wedding to do in July, I've also got prepared for the Edinburgh Festival because I'm doing my show at the Edinburgh Festival. I'm doing quite good Britain. Uh, I've done it before, but I'm doing it again for a week at the Edinburgh Festival. So if you're around at the Edinburgh Festival during the last week, um, then come along and see it. It's a, it is a good show, isn't it, Eli? I'm not just saying that. Yeah. So, yes, uh, I'm doing quite good Britain in the last week uh, of Edinburgh, and then I'm doing a tour of it in the autumn as well. So I'm going to be busy, but we're definitely going to do a Spravcast for September. So listen out for that one. I think that's all there is for me to say. Eli, have you got anything to add? Uh... Thank you. Uh, so that's it. Thanks a lot, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. I always have trouble rounding these things up, so uh, just, just go. Just go. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, everyone.